At the Bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. This episode of Business Inspires is brought to you by the village of Marble Cliff. Small village, big thinking. Find everything you need at marblecliff.org. This is Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. To run a successful business, you need resources, valuable connections, and community recognition. Business Inspires will provide you with the tools, resources, and examples to inspire you to create the business you're envisioning. Hello, I'm Stephanie Evans, and I'm the Executive Director of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. In today's episode of Business Inspires, I'm talking with Ryan McDonald, the Executive Director of the Grandview Heights Public Library. Welcome, Ryan, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you for the invite. Uh, very excited to be here today. Well, very, very excited to talk to you, too. Um, so let's get started by talking a little bit about you and tell us about your background and how you got to be where you are, your path to becoming a director of a library. Wonderful. Uh, initially, I was actually um, very interested in architecture and design and had the um, fortune to come to Ohio State University and really here kind of fell in love with all the phenomenal public libraries, uh, as well as academic libraries here in central Ohio. So uh, it was during my undergraduate that I decided that I would go to library school and um, pursue that career. Um, So I got a master's degree from Kent State University and then um, began working in public libraries here uh, probably 25 years ago now. Um, But I've also had the fortune to work both at academic libraries as well as a few corporate research libraries and then uh, moved into public libraries about 17 years ago. Okay. So your whole career has been a library then? That's correct. But you started in architecture? Yes, architecture and design student initially. Um, Is that your undergrad, or did you change while you were still in undergrad? My undergraduate degree is actually in art history of all things. Um, But I knew pretty early on that I wanted to go for the master's, so it was a way to kind of move on quickly um, to the master's program. And while I was in undergraduate... I actually was a student employee for OSU's Law Library and got um, a really great kind of overview of the academic libraries here. Okay. Wow. That's so fascinating. So then your your master's degree then is library science. That's correct. Okay. Um, so I'm always curious to know about childhood dreams and how they play out in the present. Um, so tell me, when you were little, what did you want to be when you grew up? Probably architecture was probably a big component Um, early on. It's something I was really interested in, um, doing a lot of design work, um, kind of um, project-based things. Um, So how do you how do you think that plays out into what you do now? Do you think it is there any carryover like some of that? Well, I think I can see part of it. I'm just curious to see what you think. You know, it's a really exciting time for public libraries. We are always working on new projects, uh, new innovations, um, offering new services to the public. So uh, it's a very similar type of work, to be honest. Um, we've been very fortunate here in central Ohio to have some phenomenal libraries um, that work together great. Um, Grandview Heights is actually the administrator for the Central Library Consortium, which is a consortium of 17 public library systems here in central Ohio. 
who all come together to work on projects, share a catalog, and do a lot of really innovative work. And Grandview Heights actually is the administrator for that project. And it has been in existence now since 1988, so a little over 30 oh, years, a, a long yeah. history. That's awesome. Well, I also see this sort of creative aspect of it. We're going to circle back to that in a couple minutes and, and the, the creative piece. But um, I want to talk a little about the changes that have occurred in libraries over time, like technology and even consumer usage and um, what that's kind of meant for, for libraries. It may be surprising to some people, but actually library usage is probably higher now than it ever has been. And it's really because uh, your local libraries have really changed more into community centers than just libraries. Um, we offer lots of different programming, um, spaces for people, um, obviously the materials. As far as the technology goes, um, that's always been you know a big challenge, um, adapting to those new technologies, uh, making them available to the public, making sure the public knows how to use them. Um, today it's ebooks. You know, yesterday it was computers. You know, and helping people get online initially for the first time, and now we're spending a lot of time helping people, you know, use ebooks and download movies and stream music and a lot of those new technologies. We really don't see that changing anytime soon. Right, it's just going to keep keep yes. changing, right? And so you kind of uh, have almost taken on the role of an educator, really. Um, you know more than providing books to check out like it might have been a long time ago. It's, it's educating people about how to use technology and, and the resources that are available. It really is. Um, sometimes I like to remind people that we really take care of people you know, throughout their entire life. You know, a big focus is getting kids ready for school, you know, the early literacy development that we work on. But then from there, we move on to helping kids succeed. We want to make sure they're succeeding in school. And then we're taking care of them after school. And then we're taking care of them in college. And then we're helping them when they have young families. And then we're taking care of seniors in the community. So really, the library is pretty unique in the sense that people can have a relationship and, about, and get value out of it their entire lifetime. Right. So as, as we're talking about this change, um, it reminds me of a conversation that, that you and I had um, maybe six or eight months ago because I sought you out for a conversation, actually, as I was considering this job. And um, it, it's about remaining relevant and, and how we stay relevant in a time when um, there is so much change. And uh, it, it, there, I mean, there are plenty of businesses that have had to evolve as, as things have come along, but um, libraries certainly are one. And, and I feel like chambers are too. You know, what we have to um, kind of change with the times and, and really try to figure out what, what people need and how to stay relevant. Um, so I, I love picking your brain, and, and I, um, I I was thinking to myself as I was preparing for this that I'm not sure that before I met you I would have considered the job of a library director a, a creative job, but it's you are one of the most creative thinkers I know, and um, it really really requires a lot of creativity. Well, I I really appreciate that comment. Um, about libraries and what we do, um, you know, we're constantly really looking at our patrons and asking them what they need. And sometimes they don't know what they need and um, helping them educate about the resources that we offer. But like any good business, you know, your customers or your patrons are what come first. Um, that's why we're here. You know, how can we improve their lives? How can we take the limited resources that we have 
and turn them into something really great. Um, we're always looking at, you know, what's that return on investment? Um, the public has invested quite a bit of funds in public mm-hmm. libraries, and we really want to make sure that they're getting a great return on that. You know, we always want to make sure that we are doing things um, better or more affordable than they could do on their own. So like businesses, uh, libraries have to constantly you know, evolve and look at where they can add value mm-hmm. to the community. So one of the things you did a few years ago uh, was to add guitars yes. as a checkout. We haven't really had a conversation too much about that since then, but I love walking in there and seeing the guitars hanging on the walls, right? Yes. So how's that going? Are, are people it, checking them out? Are it, they is, it is going phenomenally well. That guitar project actually started five years ago now. Was it five years? Yeah. And in five years, um, I've seen one of the guitars on the wall for about a day, uh, which means there's been a wait list for five years for the guitars, which is phenomenal. Uh, That project was was actually funded by the Granby Heights Marble Cliff Education Foundation, uh, which we were very thankful for. Um, It provides a a great opportunity to kids and adults uh, to check out a guitar and see if that's something for you. We have been offering a variety of different types of things for people to check out uh, what we call non-traditional or non-standard library materials. Um, That's everything from guitars and ukuleles to slide scanners to iPads. We just added turntables. Um, As you know, uh, vinyl is... You know, making a comeback, again. yeah. <laughs> uh, we actually offered one of the first uh, new vinyl collections uh, about eight years ago, and it has um, become very popular. Uh, and we had a lot of kids who didn't know what a turntable was, so <laughs> we purchased a couple of them, um, and they have been very popular. Um, that type of material um, usually surprises people that you can get at your local public library. Um, the slide scanners have also been very popular. Uh, particularly with, you know, our parents or our grandparents who have these phenomenal collections of slides that are just sitting there in the attic. And most of the kids today don't even know what a slide is. Um, But this gives them an opportunity to, you know, scan those images, make them digital, uh, share them with their grandchildren. Um, It's really kind of exciting time. Right. It's a way to view them because otherwise kids... Are never going to see those. They're never going to see those pictures, right? Um, So that's an awesome way to get them on their phones. Yeah, (laughs) they can even we can even scan uh, uh, eight millimeter, thirty five millimeter, super eight, all kinds of old traditional formats. And, and give them new life again. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. I might have to dig out my Super 8s. I've yes. got some of those. <laughs> um, so let's switch gears a, a, a little bit um, while we're talking about resources, though, and talk about how the library serves the business community um, and and some of the programs and services. And um, I know our listeners can't see, but you brought a really awesome stack of books here. Um, you know, how can our businesses better utilize the library? It's a great question. Uh, we really see the business community as a wonderful partner within the community, and we really want to have a great relationship with the business community. We want to make sure that they're successful and how can we help them. They really are um, a specific user group. Um, we offer lots of things that I think a lot of businesses have no idea that are there. And I'll kind of go down a, a laundry list of some mm-hmm. things that are available. Uh, obviously, your typical office stuff, copiers, Uh, free scanning, free faxing. Uh, We offer free notary service. If you need something notarized, uh, come into the library. Obviously, we offer free high-speed internet access. Uh, 
public computers with um, office applications on them. We actually offer high-speed internet access now in all of the Grandview City Parks. So if you're a salesperson on the road and you need high-speed internet access, you can actually pull into any Grandview Park and, and utilize that service for free, which is really great. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, obviously, we have our traditional items, um, lots of books, and those books are both in print but as well as ebooks. We offer literally tens of thousands of ebooks now that we purchase um, collectively through our consortium. So I just brought a few samples in mm-hmm. uh, for you to take a look at. Everything from, you know, how to uh, set up a LinkedIn account. To okay, that really says LinkedIn for dummies. Yes, it does say LinkedIn <laughs> for dummies. Uh, we can start there. There's not, no shame. No, um, that's me. <laughs> you know, how to do YouTube marketing. You know, how to write a basic business plan. How to prepare your taxes for, you know, home-based businesses. Um, how to do crowdfunding. How to do Photoshop. Uh, Office 365 manuals. How to sell up your LLC, how to do public speaking, you know, those things that you didn't think about that you'd have to do a lot, a lot of, you know, HR manuals and handbooks, you know, you have employees, um, uh, you want to make sure that they're successful, you know, how can the library help you with that? I'm always telling small businesses, don't purchase this material. Um, Just like the library, you have limited resources. Uh, use what's available to you. So stop into your local library, tell them what your challenges are, and, and see what they have for you. Um, there's really no reason to be buying all of these books that right. you may use for a couple weeks or for a presentation or for mm-hmm. a business plan. Um, just borrow them from your local library, which is great. Um, we have 17 library systems in the consortium. There's over 50 locations. Uh, we have overnight delivery to all of the locations. Um, we also have access to OhioLink. So all of the colleges and university libraries in Ohio are in OhioLink. So you can pretty much access anything in the state of Ohio that you're looking for. Um, along with that, a lot of other business resources. We have meeting room space available. You know, if you are, um, you want to do some staff training, you know, come in, use the meeting room. Um, mobile printing is very popular. You can actually print right from your phone now at the library. Oh, wow. You can actually print from home now, and it will queue and then come out the printer when you show up at the library. So you don't even uh-huh. really need a printer at home if you didn't uh, didn't want to. It's kind of the original co working space. It really is, right? With with all of these these resources, just you know, sitting on a shelf or on a computer right there. And you know, think about that. Uh, if you have staff that are on the road a lot of times and they're in need of space, uh, lots of study room uh, study room space. Um, there's a few cubicles upstairs to utilize. We're open seven days a week. We're open most evenings as well. Uh, try to be really flexible for mm-hmm. what our patrons mm-hmm. need. Along with that, we have a lot of databases and online tools to utilize. Um, the state of Ohio um, offers lynda.com. So you can actually, with your library card, um, utilize all the online courses through lynda.com. So if you want to take a marketing course, or an HR course, or if you want to know how to do Adobe, all that coursework you can actually get for free using your library card. So be thinking about that. Um, If you have a new employee who needs to learn how to use Excel, you know, look to your local library to actually provide that service for you. Um, We also offer Gale courses online. 
Um, so everything from how to set up a business uh, to how to write a business proposal, those types of things. Wow. It, the list goes on, it right? It goes on and on. And, and I know and that you host, uh, or there's there's like workshops or, or maybe not workshops, but uh, like speaking op- speaking opportunities. Um, speakers. <laughs> Um, it, there was one there not too long ago about the census and how you can use the census to to benefit your business and, and make some decisions about where you might um, want to set up a business, right? So there, you have speakers come in occasionally to talk on topics relevant to business. Correct. So there's um, both the speaking opportunities and workshops. Those are all free. You know, you mentioned the census one. Um, we have kids coming in right now taking free ACT courses. You know, if you're a parent and you know what the cost is of those types of workshops, um, there's no reason not to come into the library. We also do a lot of one-on-one computer skills. So our staff are actually set up, if you are having some challenges with your computer or your new iPad or how to do something online, um, bring it in. And the staff will actually do their best to walk you through that and help you, which is one-on-one. We ask, um, We also offer career coaching. So there are workshops where you can come in and get some career assistance, which is really nice. So all kinds of things. We actually offered almost 600 programs last year. So uh, just to give you the scope of the variety of things that are available to you. And that is everything from, you know, a story time to a large-scale music on the lawn. I think last year our attendance at our programming was a little over 33,000 people attended programs. At the Grandview Heights Public Library. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, it really is. It's like three times the population. Well, it's more than that. It's more like than that. Four, almost five times the population yeah. of Grandview, right? Yeah, we actually <laughs> have we actually have a little over 25,000 active users at the Grandview Heights Public Library, which surprises people because I think the population of Grandview and Marble Cliff at this point is maybe 7,400 people. Yeah, I think it's in that ballpark. So there are a lot of people uh, who come to the library um, to use us which has an economic development component, too. Uh, These are people who come here, they shop here, uh, they eat here, they spend their money here. Um, Obviously, people want to live in Grandview. Um, Having great schools and a great public library um, makes the area very appealing to people. Right, right. So um, moving forward, what do you see as some of the biggest challenges that, that the library will have to overcome I think the biggest challenges uh, will be keeping up with the demand for information and resources. Um, obviously, everything is not online or not online for free, and there is a you know a digital divide there, a gap. Um, we're seeing more and more requests for information. People want information quicker. Uh, we're in that society now where we want everything and we want it right now. Right. So in libraries, we always uh, struggle with the balance between having enough variety of material as well as meeting the demand for material. So for example, within our consortium, we may have a book title where there are 900 people you know, on hold for it. And we have to decide how many extra copies we're buying versus buying different material. Um, how many of those copies are going to be ebook? How many of them are going to be print? We're literally buying, you know, tens of thousands of items every year, um, each library, um, just to keep up with those demands. Um, I think last year 
Grandview, just our location, circulated close to 600,000 items. Uh, that's just from Grandview. Wow. Um, I kept a couple stats for you um, that we can take a look at. Within our consortium, we have 1.3 million cardholders at this point. Um, and we circulated 26 million items to the public. That's just that's here in amazing. central Ohio. Uh, it's really exciting um, to look at the number of people that are positively impacted you know, by public right. libraries here. That's really amazing. Congratulations. I mean, oh. I think that's really something to be proud of. It yeah. really is. And, you know, I have to say, uh, Central Ohio is really phenomenal. We have a great group of libraries who are really committed to working together and collaborating um, on lots of different levels. And, of course, I am very fortunate because I have the best staff in the world. Um, they're really a phenomenal group of people who are really committed to what we do and every day doing the best that they can. Uh, we have a great staff, uh, a great board, uh, a very supportive community uh, who's really engaged, and a great group of volunteers. Um, we have dozens and dozens of volunteers who help us every week do what we do, and we would never be able to do all the things that we do without these volunteers, these community supporters. Right. So it's, it's a really it's exciting a time. It really, really is, and it's it, it all just ties together for a really great package, right? Um, Correct. It's really awesome. Um, well, I talked a little, um, you know, a, a few minutes ago about your creativity and your creative mind, and um, you are an inspiration to me. Like, I draw inspiration from you every time we have a conversation. I want to know where you draw your inspiration from. Really, I always encourage people to look outside of their profession for inspiration, it's great and important to stay up-to-date and current within your own profession, but it's also important to kind of look externally at what other groups or people are doing. You know, in the library world, we're constantly looking at what's happening in the tech world. Uh, we're looking at what's happening in retail space. We're always looking at what's happening in um, service-based industries. How are they changing and adapting to new needs? What types of opportunities are really out there? And is it appropriate for us to fill those or take care of those opportunities? So really encouraging people to, to look around. Um, visit your local library and get inspired. Mm. You know what? I mean, I think that was part of our conversation previously. And I think that um, I, I really took that to heart um, as I was... Um, you know, thinking about this position as executive director and, and not just talking with other executive directors in chambers of commerce around the area, but other leaders in other um, industries and um, those facing change and, and, and needing to be relevant. And, and you were one of them. Um, and, you know, I think about other industries that have had to really um, evolve uh, and to, to continue to serve the needs of, of their changing um, consumers and um, I think that's really really great advice yeah and I really think the chamber has a great role there for all of us um, particularly that networking component um, I've always been very active in the chambers that I've uh, that are in the communities that I represent um, probably for 20 years I've been involved with different chambers over the years and it's really great to get out and network and learn what other people are doing where are they successful where they maybe not um, it really is in who you know and, mm -hmm. and what you can learn from those opportunities. So I think the chamber has a, a very vital role there. 
Um, I think you'll find that most public library directors here in Central Ohio were really involved with the chambers. Yeah. Um, we really, you know, we want to be seen as a resource for those businesses. And at the same time, we want those businesses to help support us. Um, we do a lot of different things with the business community. Um, of course, we have some fundraisers that we mm -hmm. involve the, the local businesses with. Our chocolate walk is very popular on Grandview Avenue. Um, and that's really about engaging those local businesses and having them look at us as a resource. It's pretty easy for them to get involved. We bring, you know, two, 300 new customers right. into their door. Um, and all those customers get chocolate. And all those customers <laughs> get chocolate. They get a little exercise. Exactly. <laughs> we have another project our foundation is going to have the Grandview gift box again this year. Uh, last year was the first year. Um, and that's really about, um, it's, a, it's a box that people can buy for the holidays as a gift. It's also a great gift for um, your employees or your customers. And it showcases Grandview items um, that are made here in Grandview. You know, if you're going to spend marketing dollars on products, we really encourage people to spend those dollars on products that are made here in Grandview, you know, that it's uh, beneficial to the community as well. Mm -hmm. Well, and I agree. And that box was really awesome. And that's just, to me, another example of, of sort of thinking outside the box, pardon the pun, but, um, you know, creatively finding ways to engage the community and, and raise money for the library and, and raise awareness. Um, and the one thing I was thinking about as you were talking is uh, one of the things that we we really recognize here at the chamber is that you know people people really do value relationships and um, for all the change that's taking place and technology and the way that um, you know, people are engaging on their computers and their headphones and and things like that there is still a real need for that personal interaction and um, you know people want to do business with people that they know and the more that um, we can help foster those relationships or, or provide opportunities for that um, the more value we have. And I kind of see the library in, you know, sort of a parallel way. I mean, you mentioned earlier that it's a community, and um, it really is. It's a place for people to, to gather and um, work together, study together. Um, yeah, know, that, that, that physical space is still very important, that one-on-one -on -one, um, interaction. Um, we're in the people business, you know, like a lot of businesses. And you can come into your local public library any time of the day, and you'll see different people there using that space in different ways, um, whether they're studying or they're there for entertainment or they're just there to pick up some materials. But that need to have that physical space is still um, very, very important. Um, it still makes up the majority of what we're doing. Um, and as our lives get busier and busier, having that, that place where the community can connect is really important, where people can engage um, and meet with each other. I agree. Um, so one last thing, just in general, do you have any um, any goals? Like, what's what's your vision for the library in the next few years? Any any changes? I know that you've got some, maybe some construction or renovation, remodeling coming up, something like that. Well, we are in the middle of doing some um, long overdue repairs to the building. Um, it's a five year uh, kind of repair schedule, frankly, and we're about halfway through that, which is really exciting to be wrapping that up. Um, a lot of HVAC work, and <laughs> roofing work, and um, 
foundation work, all those things that uh, nobody usually wants to talk about. But as far as the goals of the library, I think, um, well, I know within our strategic plan, we really have five kind of big goals uh, that we're working on. And first and foremost is really to continue to exceed the community's expectations um, and never kind of rest on what we're doing and always looking kind of to the future. Um, We want to obviously continue to cultivate lifelong learning. And that's very important that um, the community has an opportunity to learn and continue to learn. Obviously providing open and free access to material. We touched on it a little bit earlier, but providing that great return on investment, making sure that those public dollars that are coming to the library, that the community is getting a great return on that, that when it's time for them to vote, um, you know, it's an easy decision for them to be making. Probably the biggest goal for us is to continue to build really great collaborative partnerships. And Grandview has a long history of building just phenomenal relationships that have a great return. We have a great working relationship with the city. Uh, That is not typical with with all libraries. Um, Here in Grandview, we work really closely with the the city and the Parks and Rec Department. Um, They have been great partners. We have a phenomenal working relationship with the schools. Um, It helps that the majority of the schools are right across the street from us. It's great to have all those teachers and administrators and children utilizing the library. Um, We work great together. You know, it's wonderful that we can call up the schools at any time and partner with them. Obviously, continuing the partnership with the chamber is very important. relationship that we have with the Central Library Consortium is extremely important. When I started, we had eight libraries in the system, and now we have 17 independent library systems all working together. So that's probably some of the big goals, working on those collaborative partnerships and how we can do more uh, with the same amount of resources that we have. We have a really great foundation. and It is. uh, And it's a great group of people who are really engaged um, with the library and what we do, and they understand our mission. Um, it's a really dedicated group of yeah. people, and they've they've done great work for yeah. us. You can tell. And, yes, you and know, they're all shows, volunteers. Yeah. I always want to remind people that you know, foundation board members and library board members, those are all volunteers. Our library board members serve seven-year terms. It's a huge commitment. Yeah, that's a long time. It's a long time. That's a long time. Well, you guys are doing phenomenal work. Oh, well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And before we go, though, I want to make sure that our listeners know how to find you. So um, you want to share your your contact information? Absolutely. Um, Obviously, we're uh, at 1685 West First Avenue, um, right here in Grandview. Um, And as a public library, like all public libraries in Ohio, it's open to everyone. Um, So if you can't get here, utilize another public library. You can also call us anytime, 614-486-2951. And, of course, our website has all the information. You can access all of our digital resources and ebooks 24-7, and that's at www.ghpl.org. Awesome. Ryan, thank you. Thank you for all the work you're doing, and thank you for being here today. Thanks again, Stephanie. It was a pleasure being here. Thanks for subscribing, downloading, and listening to Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. 
Our innovative and active chamber is successful because of our smart and engaged members who cultivate our strong business community. With more than 60 years as an integral part of the Grandview, Upper Arlington, and Marble Cliff communities, the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership is dedicated to a single purpose, the success of the business community. You can find a link to our website in the podcast notes to learn more about the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. For information about this podcast, to schedule a guest appearance, or to find out more about sponsoring this podcast, our contact information is in the podcast notes. Make sure you rate and review our podcast on iTunes. That helps us spread the word about Business Inspires. At the Bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Tune into Haycar's new podcast series, The Road to a Simple Life. And join me, Vernon Kay, as I chat to McFly's Harry Judd, Ian Haste of Haste Kitchen, and Money Magpie's Jasmine Bertles about how they keep things simple across their family, food, and financial lives. The Road to a Simple Life is brought to you by Haycar, the new website for used cars that promise to make finding your perfect used car simpler than ever. Find us on all major podcast channels or head to haycar.co.uk forward slash simple for all of the episodes.